0: Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about Private Practice season five, episode eighteen. Episode eighteen, it was inevitable, was written by Adele Lim and Christopher Fife and directed by Bill Purple. It aired on April seventeenth, twenty twelve. Enjoy. I still just hear your i p- I'm sorry, I interrupt. I still just hear your piano in my head yes fan okay sorry sorry i interrupted go ahead don't be sorry i'm gonna introduce <laughs> you now but now dear your listeners you know exactly who's here we have a very special guest host today please welcome the best entomologist and herpetologist of the midwest my friend of over 12 years and as she has just testified our most loyal listener of the pod this is marissa oh my gosh the flattery thank you i'm so glad to be back (laughs)
1: hello everyone
0: (laughs) what else are you reading and or watching right now what's up with you
1: oh my gosh i've been so busy so i haven't had much time for like reading or uh watching shows but let's see reading I still have, like, the same four books on my nightstand, which is, like, terrible. Um, But I keep telling myself I'll get better and finish them. (laughs) I just finished The Great British Bake Off. The finale was on Friday. So I saw that uh, and cried, per usual, at the end of each season. The Gilded Age is back. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, we see our queen in it. So even though she's not in private practice
0: right now. <laughs> I know. She's the um we're talking about Audrey McDonald, mm-hmm. dear listeners. Mm-hmm. She is the Grand Marshal of the Rose Parade. I know, I saw that. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. And I always go to the Rose Parade. It's really cool. I'm not a parade person, but the Rose Parade is really cool because all the floats are made out of flowers and stuff. I love it. Yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You'll have to you'll have to go find her. I love it. Well, I forget if Grand Marshal is at the very front or the very back. I, I think it's at the very front. Yeah, I think they, like, start the parade off. Yeah. Yeah. The Santa's at the end, mm-hmm. usually.
1: And the other Queen, Meryl Streep, her daughter is in the Gilded Age. I always forget until my mom reminds me. Oh, she's stunning. We love her. So, the Gilded Age. I have not started uh, the first half of The Crown yet. And we watched Squid Games, the... One real life with real people that came out on Netflix because uh, we know someone that was in it. The one that had people from like all over the world, the reality show version. No one got killed. So that's good. Uh, that's, la- uh, that's
0: a plus. Always,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. The last episode is dropping soon. And Fargo, the fifth season just started. So in yeah. the middle of that. Yes. It's so good. John Hamm.
0: Oh, incredible. Big fan. Yes. I'm still really into Yellowstone. I have not watched it. I've heard amazing things, though. By the time this episode comes out, I will be finished with it, and then I'll go into the prequels. Yeah, I've done five seasons
1: in, like, less than a month. Incredible. Well, now seasons are, like, ten
0: episodes instead of, you know, 22, so it can go a little bit faster. And the second half of the last season, it says 2024, so it'll be sometime next year. It's the same thing they're doing at The Crown. They're splitting it into two seasons. Why they're not splitting it in... I mean, splitting it into two parts of the same season, same season, why they're not doing two seasons, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why people started to do that. I feel like it kind of started with Breaking Bad and they, I Mm -hmm. feel, weren't they nominated like two different award seasons because they did that? Or is it just one? probably it.
0: But then why wouldn't it just be two seasons?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why this has been like a trend where they've like been splitting the seasons or only dropping some episodes i don't know there's a whole like binge thing portion of it so i have no idea i don't know do you have any more favorite podcasts besides what we've heard about already normal gossip is back for a new season so they're on season five because i guess podcasts do seasons now which is also (laughs) very confusing Um, And then the classics that I've talked about. I've been sending you a lot of This Is Love episodes lately that Mm -hmm. have been so good.
0: So, yes. So good. Yeah. Do you have anything to promote?
1: I just listened to your mom's episode. So, hi, Rosie.
0: (laughs) And I love
1: what she promoted to just be kind to other people. Keep doing good things. Keep eating plants. That one's mine. She didn't say that, but I'll still keep saying that. And holidays, we're going into the holiday season. It's tough for some people. So, yeah, just really be patient and kind, especially like mm-hmm. driving and everything else. That part. hmm And where can we find you online? Um, Snap, oh God, Snapchat, I guess. I don't know. You know. So <laughs> if you have any messages, uh, just let Sam know. <laughs> if you want to tell me that <laughs> how much you love me as a co-host and that I don't
0: stumble on my words and you learn so much. <laughs> listener mail for this episode our dear dear listener sam not me another sam a few episodes ago we were talking about how patrick dempsey is a great juggler but i was like why wasn't that ever in Grays? and sam told us that it was in Grays in like one episode tangentially like as a joke so thank you dear sam and you asked me how my mom watched all of those daytime soaps while she was working full-time And I actually, you weren't the only person to ask that. So basically, she had a TV in the kitchen that had a VHS slot in it. So there would be a blank tape in there. And we had one of the TVs that you could record, you could schedule recording. So like from 1230 until two, every single day, it was recording her stories. So if I watched something before I went to school, I would always make sure it was back on CBS before I left. And uh at night, you know, anytime before you turn off the TV, you have to make sure it's on CBS. Like even to this day, when I'm watching not even real TV anymore. Like anytime I'm watching anything before I, I turn the TV off, I'm like I should turn it on to CBS. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did that yeah. ever happen when you forgot to do that? What happened? I'm sure she was never I mean, you can tell she was never like mad about it. Yeah. She was just She's like the best. Oh, disappointing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She'd be like, "Oh, that's disappointing." <laughs> oh,
1: I'm obsessed. That's hysterical we were not that fancy in my household and i feel like i was really into bones and house and i was usually like playing sports or whatever so i don't know someone in the house would like have to push the vhs tape in and like press record for the episode Mm. and there were a couple times where like it would not happen and i was probably not as nice as your mom being a teenager but
0: (laughs) Well, we did the same thing for if I was going to miss Grey's or Private Practice or like any Shondaland shows before Hulu is, but we didn't use the TV in the kitchen. We used the TV in the family room Mm -hmm. and the VHS player there. Oh, man. VHS, VCR, same thing,
1: right? Yes. Okay. The VHS tape goes into the VCR. Yes. I might have said VHR before or VCS. (laughs) It's fine. <laughs> I, uh, I was over at my parents' house on Saturday, and they just started a new show, and my dad's like, yeah, only one episode has dropped. And I was like, yeah, it sounds like they're doing it week to week. He's like, oh, so I can go back like this week, and they'll drop a new one? And I was like, yeah. I was like, it's like normal TV all over again. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah. But he's like, but we used to have 22 episodes in a season instead of this 10-episode thing that
0: they keep doing. <laughs> I kind of like 14 or 15. I feel like that's yeah. a sweet spot.
1: I feel like that's a good amount. How many mm-hmm. episodes are in this season of Private Practice? We're at 18 right now.
0: Currently, uh, 22.
1: Yeah, that's just wild to me.
0: hmm
1: I remember, yeah, when I've like gone back and watched like Seinfeld or Frasier or whatever. I mean, I love it because, right, you get so much content. But, oh, I did start. I'm four episodes in. To the reboot of Frasier.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I actually, I watched it during COVID, so I might have been COVID wild. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, Sam watched it with me. We both thought it was, like, pretty good. There's some funny stuff. I mean, Kelsey Grammer, I won't go into how I feel about him as a personal human being. Yeah. Um, but Frasier is one of my all-time favorite shows. And, I mean, it's a different show, but... I thought they had some funny quips. It was like a cute little sitcom. There's been so many mixed reviews, like all of the critics are like this is the worst show ever, but everyone that's been watching it has loved it. I feel like that always it's always mm-hmm. goes like that. Yeah. So, we'll see how it keeps going. I want more classic people in That's there. on what? It's on something weird. Let me look it up. It's on Paramount Plus. The apartment that he's in is stunning. Of course. It's like so gorgeous. It's on Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. Paramount Plus. Yes. Yes. I like how your mom called them cereals too. I know. made me laugh. (laughs) Sweet, sweet Rosie. I know. She was so cute. I loved listening to that episode. It just like made me smile even though it was very heavy
0: content. Yeah. Not as heavy as the last episode or this one. I know. We're recording this before Sheree's episode comes out, so. Yeah, so
1: on Monday, we're recording on a Wednesday. On Monday, I watched the two episodes, so 16 and 17, because I've, like, just been going along, like, as your podcasts have been going, because it's very heavy, and I was not prepared to ugly sob. So, (laughs) especially on 17, so I'm so sorry, Sheree, that you had to do that episode. That was brutal, but this was also brutal, like sad tears happy tears all of confused tears fuck boy tears like all of
0: them yeah everything yes our patient breakdown for this week we have first notes and miscellaneous per usual we have addison forbes montgomery amelia is pregnant elise wilson with pregnancy seizure postpartum depression and preeclampsia erica warner with metastasis judy is pregnant yeah. I feel like we're not to Elise yet, but is it just the SVU in me, or do I think that that's postpartum psychosis, not postpartum depression?
1: I would agree with you.
0: And feel- that's
1: even how um, Sheldon referred to it. He said, like, you were in a psychotic episode.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But I don't, I don't know, was that term around in 2012?
0: I feel like they definitely had SVU episodes before that of postpartum psychosis.
1: I feel like we're still now still trying to understand postpartum depression. Like very recently, like new medication has come out. It's something, you know, that's not talked about or, you know, really listened to or recognized, which I now have friends that are having children who have experienced that type of stuff and like even if you're in it sometimes you don't recognize it so I don't know I think a lot is still like pretty unknown about it
0: but yeah it's so scary
1: I know it is (laughs) we can go back to the beginning though
0: first notes my only first note is that the title it was inevitable is a really great title for this episode and it's self-fulfilled is that the right word like a self-fulfilling prop prophecy because of the episode title even though they knew it and that's why they did it Mm -hmm. some of the reasons have revealed themselves some of the reasons have not revealed themselves and I just think it's really great
1: yeah I loved it my first note was I've learned worrying doesn't help you prepare from being blindsided but go off Addison
0: (laughs) (laughs) my first Addison note is worrying makes you more prepared lol not for me I know, as uh, anxious worriers here, um, I do not feel
1: fully prepared to not be anxious about a situation. (laughs) Yeah, no, the more I prepare, the more I worry, the more I worry, the more I prepare. And it does nothing at the
0: end of the day for any of the things that actually happen. Yeah,
1: no. (laughs) But here we are.
0: Any more first notes before we move on to Addie? No. What's your first Addie note?
1: I have, why am I okay with Addison and Violet? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Of them, like, first checking in and that kind of being consistent across the episode. Checking in at the hospital. Just, like, quick fill-ins. And, like, not full of drama. Yeah. They're just like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. Then they'll, like, crack a joke. And I don't know. Why am I okay with Violet this season?
0: Because she's not that bad this season.
1: I know. Every time that I've been on this season, I'm like, why am I okay with her?
0: I know. Last time you were on, I gave her the MVP. Like, what?
1: Yeah, I know. So I'm, like, warm to their
0: friendship right now. I still don't love it. Like, yeah. I get that Addison needs someone to talk to. It just doesn't make any sense to me that it would be Violet. Yeah. But I get that Violet also has to have someone to talk to. I Like, I understand why it's there. I just don't see them actually being friends. Yeah. No, absolutely. Not in um, real life.
1: I mean, they probably are in real life, but...
0: (laughs) No, for sure, for sure. But not the characters, the actors. Correct. Yes. Addison decides that she isn't going to have a baby. We hear that, like, in three different scenes in this episode, and wild. I feel like that's what the whole show has been. F-boy Sam immediately perking up oh my god literally the
1: second be like no baby like a little tiny meerkat he's like no baby no baby i'm here like (laughs) we need a visual (laughs) time to find addy where is she
0: (laughs) the only thing that's felt right in my life is you now that you're not having a baby
1: yeah right
0: Jeez, louise yeah and then of course addison has the quilted chanel bag that's my only other adding out oh my gosh yes mine was someone mentioned
1: it that Amelia was still living with Addison I think it was Mm -hmm. last episode she like mentioned it or I think Sheldon was like you live with Addison she's gonna notice and I was like what (laughs) confused we have not seen that until this episode Ep- episode
0: episode
1: <laughs> we have not seen that until this episode no we have uh, but like at the beginning when she was i guess like after rehab we haven't really
0: known like her status of where she's she's just kind of bopping around yeah we haven't seen her there since rehab i agree mm-hmm. any more addy notes this is like chan uh, tran- tan trans wow, transgentally? tangentially
1: tangentially addison related Of just, like, Jake's family coming in hot out of the ethos. Like, (laughs) I don't – she just – his stepdaughter just kind of showed up. I mean, we love her. She's hilarious, and she moves the story along. But, yeah, she's – she just popped up again in this episode. So, I guess they're deciding to build his backstory. Still waiting for Sheldon. Um, We get a little hint of that, but we can talk about that (laughs) later. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Very that wait will you tell the dear listeners what you texted me about sam's house yeah
1: so episode 17 we saw a lot of it um especially everything going on with his sister and when um addison and him were sitting outside of the bathroom door you kind of see like a lot of his apartment and i said it looks like a cheesecake factory (laughs) um Due to the really? colors and the aesthetic and everything, I can't
0: unsee it. It's, it's so the, like bad. rich, dark red, orange, yellow. It's the color palette and like yeah. ornate. It's like it's that you hit the nail on the head. I'm like, why am I craving the brown bread right now? Don't say that. <laughs> I haven't had dinner yet.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just so good.
0: Okay, on to Amelia, who is pregnant. I don't know why, but Amelia in bright blue scrubs was a jump scare for me like when she walked into the locker room I guess the attending locker room whatever we're calling it with bright blue like royal blue fitted women's scrubs Mm -hmm. it was a jump scare for me I'm used to seeing her in like dark blue only and just Mm -hmm. normal scrubs not fitted
1: yeah I know
0: it was just a jump scare She's being very funny about this all. I mean,
1: she's being serious, but she gets, you know, she has humor that gets through to get her through everything. Yeah. You kind of have to. So, like, her just being scared about having a crack baby, I know it's, like, very serious and and real, but it also just kind of, like, cracks me up of her just being very able to be distanced kind of enough from all of that trauma that she's kind of able to grow and feel better and be able to like have a joke about it
0: yeah it's not real for her yet because she hasn't had an ultrasound that's i know what i feel and then addison says this is a good thing be happy mm-hmm. i know i
1: i put like addison telling her to be happy i don't know how i really feel about that like i know she's trying to help yeah but just in a weird way and i feel like addison is genuinely happy for amelia like as painful as the whole, like, I'm no longer having a baby, I can't have a baby thing is, I feel like she's she's really able to show, like, a lot of compassion.
0: I do wonder, though, how much of her, of Addison saying she's not going to have a baby of her own, the timing with Amelia saying she is pregnant, knowing that Amelia live with, lives with her and is going to need support, I wonder how much of that is not incidental is that the right word Mm -hmm. accidental i wonder how much of that is not accidental like she because she was still very willing to try Mm -hmm. even two episodes ago she was meeting with surrogates like three or four episodes ago
1: yeah i know i don't do you think it's because she wanted to be like i'm here to fully support you or do you think she's kind of like in her feels like okay well amelia is getting this so like You know, when you're kind of just like, well, if I can't have that, then, like, let's just give up.
0: I think it's like I'm having so much trouble having a baby of my own. My sister-in-law is now somehow magically having a baby after not trying at all. Mm -hmm. It's going to live in my house. I'll just raise this baby. Yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah. I don't know. And I I mean, because she was a little bit looking into adoption. Mm -hmm. but most of it she was looking to do like a biological child either Mm -hmm. surrogacy or IVF I think yeah she was just
1: kind of trying every avenue that she could
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so because she didn't for lack of better terms didn't care how the baby came to her the timing just seems weird to me like if we had heard a few episodes before or even the episode before amelia said she was pregnant if we had heard that addison was done with ivf because she was like i'm done no i'm not i'm gonna try again yeah i think she also
1: like that baby's gonna be in addison's life forever yes like they've gone through heaven and hell together so i think she also maybe is comfortable being like okay like i'll have this baby in my life like i can be the aunt yes exactly Mm-hmm. but it did pull out my heartstrings where she was just like i'm giving up yeah like you really see the defeat
0: when addison was giving her all of her books and everything mm-hmm. i was like i would be if i was in amelia's shoes i would be so overwhelmed with all of this i know right not even just having a child but having your sister be like here's <laughs> all these books this is this and then she's like they're all annotated and highlighted some people don't like that do you like it It just feels like a lot, and Addison is doing her best to be supportive, and Mm -hmm. I think she's doing a good job being supportive. It's just like a little much.
1: Yeah, it's not Amelia's style, which she's so honest about, which I also do love. She's not like, oh, thanks, you know, haha. She's like, this is too much. Yeah. Also cracked up at Sheldon being like, half my friends think I'm a genius because he always says it's the
0: boy. Why do we have all the same notes? I said, LOL, at Sheldon always saying it's a boy. Always. (laughs) Uh, So good. I love it. And at the end, she finally decides to do the ultrasound. So I guess we'll see that next week. Mm Mm-hmm. Do we want to tie random Judy is pregnant in here? Because I
1: have a note saying, like, Addison making her watch this birth. Like, she hasn't seen them during medical school, which she addresses later. She's like, even though I've seen so many births, like, this one just hit different.
0: Yeah. Why do you think that is? Just because she's pregnant right now?
1: Yes. She's hormonal. As she said, she can't stop crying. Um, super hormonal. And then she's like, oh, like, this is going to be me. I'm going to bring a life into this world. Yeah. So I think she just saw it in a different way than she did through medical school. She wasn't, like, medically seeing a birth.
0: Yeah, she was She was emotionally, emotionally seeing a birth. Yeah. Yeah. Twins. <laughs> I love Addison social worker I love everything that she does and everything that she's in and I'm so glad that we get to see her again and when so sassy you know when Addie is trying to like fix her hair before going in she goes Mm -hmm. do you want to comb your hair or do you want a baby I know I love that line so are we going into that now yeah we just moved Judy into Amelia go ahead tell me tell me your thoughts
1: I think at the very end, oh, my God, Addison's getting a baby with a million exclamation points. And then, oh, my God, a million times after that. That was like freaking whiplash. Yeah. Like, it just escalated, like, so quickly. Like, I I did not see it coming.
0: So do you think this is Addison's baby? Do you think this baby is going to stick? Or do you think it's going to go back and forth again like it did a couple episodes with Brisha Webb?
1: Uh, gosh, I hope not. I can't emotionally handle that. Shonda can't do that. Can she? Shonda
0: can do anything she wants. Look at what she did to George. (sighs) I
1: like didn't even think of that as a possibility. So thank you for ruining my night. Well, it's happened Um, before. It can happen again. I know it's true. I hope not. Judy specifically picked her out, which also plot twist. They made her irrelevant and now she's extremely relevant. I did not see that one coming either. I hope it sticks. She deserves it. Okay. Okay. She she deserves like 7 million children, so.
0: I don't know about that <laughs> many, but maybe a few. <laughs> yes.
1: Whatever is
0: achievable to take care of, you're right. Yeah. Well, she has enough money, just maybe not for 700 million thousand. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. So, Elise Wilson with pregnancy, seizure, postpartum depression, maybe psychosis, and preeclampsia. Yeah. This. The girl murdered
1: her two children. This Horde. was a very... Go on, sorry. A
0: four-year-old female and a two-year-old male. And, like, the way that she did it was horrific. I mean, not that you can ever kill your children in a way that's good, but. Yeah, this
1: was a very intense storyline. It was very, very intense. What she did was horrific and bad, but, like, Sheldon makes the point of, like, you were in a psychosis. So it's why she's in a prison and not a mental Mm -hmm. ward also why she's pregnant doesn't really make sense to me
0: yeah i was confused the timeline of how close it was to the actual murder and it has to be less than nine less than eight or seven months really Mm -hmm. because she did ivf with jake and Mm -hmm. she was pregnant when she killed her children
1: yeah it was it was so raw but it was also like i mean i don't have children i've never experienced postpartum depression but from like accounts and everything like that like it's very real it's very raw it's very scary and i feel like she portrayed that incredibly well as an actress it was extremely hard to watch i'm sure it was extremely hard to write but i mean this is kind of like the side of the coin right we can't just watch addison deliver seven babies a day which side note i do like that they're finally showing some medical stuff after a while after everyone's like emotional turmoil yep this episode or this season has been like actually no real medical stuff besides well besides erica's brain tumor but you kind of have to you know see the other side of the babies of beach houses and babies and private (laughs) practice (laughs) which is very sad and i did not love it
0: the father goes to see jake in the lobby of the Practice of the private practice, if you will. Mm -hmm. And he says, you should be ashamed for helping her at all. Jake says later that Sheldon can help her, but he doesn't want her defending what she did in court. Mm -hmm. I just think that their practice, they need security. They do. And I also
1: don't think Sheldon would defend the fact that she murdered her children. He would defend that she potentially wasn't in her right mind, which... Would not get her off the hook for this. I think she would probably be in a medical institution, potentially. I don't know. This is a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel for what Sheldon's doing, but, I mean, she also murdered her children, which is, like, horrific. Yeah. So I don't agree with that at all. I don't want to hate Sheldon for trying to defend her, because he thinks that she wasn't in her right mind.
0: Yeah. I... See why Sheldon is helping her, and it's obvious that she feels remorse for what she did. It just it doesn't sit right with me in the most. No,
1: list. for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. It's.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's why they put it
1: on, right? This isn't a cut and dry. Like, she's a terrible. I mean, she is a terrible human being for what she did,
0: but. <sighs> layers. Everybody has layers. And she. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I get why the dad, why the husband is so mad like I understand that I do okay so Jake says my job is to give people babies not judge whether they should be parents yeah I had that quote written down I think about that kind of a lot actually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I feel like we talk a lot on this podcast about some people just have a baby like just like that they didn't mean to maybe they shouldn't and people who try so hard to have a baby like why is the disparity so great I know. I don't get it. Like it
1: doesn't, it does not make sense. And that's like, yeah, that would be so hard. But I also like, right, like he's a fertility doctor. I understand he is blaming himself for not seeing the signs, especially like she brought in the kids, you know, she seemed overwhelmed. She didn't really stop to check in, but it's quite interesting because like from what we've seen, like OBGYNs kind of step out of the picture once the baby is born. Yes. So it's
0: like... And how... it goes to a pediatrician.
1: hmm So it's like, how is Jake responsible for not seeing the signs? He's not. Which...
0: No. I also... I feel like there should be a mental health aspect of fertility and IVF.
1: Oh, absolutely. I feel like they've kind of started touching on that, too, in this season, yeah. right? Like, a lot the of hormones people... hormones alone. hmm And a lot of the people that have been going through, like, these really intense IVF things or birthing issues have gone and seen sheldon and yeah or um, violet violet yeah which i think is good right that's that's the benefit of having the joint practice at work but it's it's a tough one and then one of my um other notes was sheldon waving mental illness in front of sam while they're all like having oh yeah oh no yeah it was oh very uncomfortable and like that wasn't really like followed up on Sam was kind of like wait what and then everyone just kind of disperses and I was left being like wait what yeah why would he bring that up yeah
0: I wasn't sure why she was in normal jail and not in the medical ward of the jail not because of the you know postpartum depression but because she had a high-risk pregnancy yeah I don't know prisons
1: (laughs) yeah I don't Not treating people the best, so... (laughs) Surprise, surprise! Surprise! Yeah, I feel like they were kind of like, you
0: have preeclampsia, or having you give birth. So, it was kind of
1: whiplash, too, about this birth.
0: Yeah, and I also don't know why she didn't have the baby in the jail, and why she came to the hospital for any reason other than plot.
1: I feel like prisoners that are pregnant potentially do give birth in hospitals. Like I feel like there are certain things that can't be done in medical wards. Like I feel like prisoners are taken to the hospitals, uh, hospitals a lot more than we think, because I feel like the medical ward isn't like a fully functioning like hospital.
0: All I know is on Grey's Anatomy, they sent a few people to a hospital to help someone give birth so that obviously is what happens every single time
1: <laughs> yes that is uh exactly what happens and yeah. pretty standard for uh physicians so
0: yeah every time they send bailey arizona and joe to do it too interesting
1: interesting they're like the prison dream team i guess oh yeah <laughs> the more you know Yeah, I mean, I think because she had a seizure and everything like that, it's a lot bigger of a situation. So that's Mm -hmm. probably why they sent her on into the hospital. So they were like, well, this isn't our responsibility if anything bad happens. True. When she gives birth and she doesn't name the daughter, I just started like sobbing. Mm -hmm. It was like such an intense scene where she looks away and, you know, she's like, not everyone's meant to be a parent. Like, I can't
0: name her. Oof.
1: It was. I
0: thought Jake overstepped a bit when he was talking to the father and said, you have to try not to hate her. No, he doesn't have to try not to hate her. He doesn't have to. Do you think he was saying, like, you have
1: to try not to hate her so he, in turn, does not hate his daughter? That is half her. I don't... That's kind of where I was going with it, right? Because, like, now he has this child that is genetically half of his wife who murdered their two other children. So it's kind of like how... How do you deal with that? That's kind of how I read it from Jake. I mean, yes, he overstepped it. Like, I'm telling you how to feel. Don't feel this way. But was it also like you have this beautiful new baby and it is a part of her. So you kind of have to like let that go. I don't know.
0: I thought it was more from that angle. Mm -hmm. Like she gave you this baby. Try not to hate her so Mm. that you can raise this baby nicely.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think – I mean, all these doctors overstep all the time, right? That's
0: the basis of the show. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Not so private practice.
1: Yes, exactly. But I felt like Addison was incredibly kind and empathetic in her, like, visual cues in this birth scene.
0: I agree. Uh, And I didn't really expect that from her.
1: Yeah, I feel like at the beginning when she was going through everything – with like when she was originally going through like, Okay, we're gonna induce you. She couldn't really look at Elise. Yes. So that was kind of very intense. And by the end where I think she was seeing the other side of like these births and something she does every day. I think she expressed a lot of like empathy of like Elise being like not everyone should be a parent. oh And then I my last note for this was I guess the husband can just walk into a criminal's room. Her room was just like open and he's like, Oh I'll bring the baby to see her
0: one officer in the room with her she's not handcuffed i'm glad she didn't give birth in handcuffs i'm very glad about that Mm -hmm. but um yeah it seems odd for a violent offender to not have more security
1: yeah that was kind of a weird closing scene yeah part of me thought he was going to give the baby to addison like for like a split second i was like huh i wonder if he thinks that he can't raise this baby on his own Or it can't raise this baby because of who the mother is. I wonder if he just gives the baby up, but he didn't. At least
0: on this episode. (laughs) No, I do think that he will keep that baby. Yeah. I think it's like the one thing he is holding on to. Yeah. That makes sense. My last note for this is Jake is a, quote, intuitive, supportive baby giving miracle worker. Yes. End quote. But he isn't responsible for reading people's hearts and minds. It's true. Intense storyline. Yeah, I I do think he'll think twice next time, though. I
1: agree, because uh, this yeah. is his second stripe, right? He impregnated someone with after freaking heart transplant. Yeah, so <laughs> like, very get, recently. Get, get it together, Jake, because I feel like you'd be in court by now. <laughs> oh, for sure. He's not He's not making the great, greatest medical choices with the greatest amount of background. No. Mm-mm.
0: Oh, I okay. don't want to move on to Erica. Me I don't want do to uh. Me either. This is so tough. Okay, sweet, sweet, sweet Mason doesn't want to be late for school, even with everything going on. And his mom is glad that he's still going to school. Mm -hmm. I know, I put all Mason doesn't want to be late, I cry. I know.
1: I know, I think he's, you know, we see in the storyline, right, he's in this denial stage. So I think he thinks if he does everything right, everything good will happen. We kind of being a product of a religious upbringing i feel like a lot of that was instilled right especially with like the prayer scene which i put uh what was my note oh that was so cute Um, i put i said cooper being a little jewish boy and praying
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) he's like i think you cross your hands like this
1: yeah i cracked up but i mean as smart as mason is but not understanding like oh you know, you kind of think you can beat the system, right? Like they said they couldn't save her at first and now they did. If I show up yeah. and get good if I show up and get good grades and pray enough, she will be better. And I definitely like remember thinking that about like my grandparents, you know, before they passed away being like, Oh, if I do X, Y, and Z and I pray, like it'll be
0: good. Yeah, I thought it was really heart-wrenching as well how cooper answered when mason was like well if you pray enough it'll work right Mm -hmm. and cooper's like uh maybe yeah (laughs) because he knows it's not going to but Mm -hmm. yeah i do think that a lot of this is you know a direct correlation to them not telling him the truth for a very long time
1: Mm -hmm. which is so tough i mean what they did telling him everything was so raw in the last episode and him really just like not under I mean right like we give this kid so much you know no one should have to go through this it's a horrible thing speaking from having experienced this a couple times in the last uh, 10 years this exact situation so (laughs) um, and like even as adults we don't really understand it so yeah I don't watching him still get good grades in classes like what kind of repression is that how how do we how do we get that in adulthood (laughs) i mean it's not great but uh and he's such a powerful coping
0: mechanism Mm -hmm. he's such a powerful little actor in this it's insane yeah he's so good Mm -hmm. pete and charlotte's friendship is so underrated i don't think about it a lot because they're not on a lot, but every time they are, they're just really good support system for each other.
1: I know. Pete coming in with this kindness and support for her, which is kind of like the last person or thing you would expect, but
0: it was so good. Yeah. I have a lot of what you just said. <laughs> Sorry. No, don't be. We have the same brain. Mm-hmm. Violet, dear, dear Violet, I know we just talked about how she's not so bad right now, but... <laughs> This scene with Cooper makes sense, so she's using her actual knowledge of saying, like, when a child this age is faced with something like this, they often resort to magical thinking, which makes sense and is very much what he is doing. Violet says that Cooper has done everything that he can, also good. And then she says that they can go to the hospital and just not see her, and that they hope that Erica changes her mind.
1: Yeah. That was a lot. That's a lot of pressure for everyone involved, right? It's a lot of pressure for Erica. It's a lot of pressure for Cooper and Charlotte trying to make it happen. It's a lot of misunderstanding and pressure for Mason to be like, why won't she see me, right? Like, she's my best friend. I'm her best friend. I don't get it. She's right here. So I know. It's kind of like, oh, what else can you do? Because sitting at home wasn't really working either. But,
0: yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. At least – at least they work there and his stepmom is the, you know, chief of staff of that hospital. So they can be in a room like that. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I watched this thinking, like, Mason's going to be running through the halls trying to find his mom and it's mm-hmm. going to be that kind of scene. Thankfully it wasn't, but that's what I thought the first time. I I just think that was a bad idea. Ultimately it ends well, mm-hmm. I guess, as well as it can. But I know, the
1: last, like five minutes i just have a series of just gibberish because i was just watching so intently because it was just it was so intense i saw it in your notes you have written like all of the quotes that we see happen like in the last five minutes and <laughs> yeah just it was very intense
0: yeah erica should be in hospice not a hospital room agreed i know we're there because of it's a set that we have um yeah but She should be in in hospice, not a hospital room. Mm -hmm. I have mixed feelings, I guess, about Charlotte taking Mason up to see her. Because I feel like for a lot of this storyline, we really have not been centering the patient. Mm -hmm. But I understand that, like Charlotte says, I need to do what's best for Mason now. Mm Mm-hmm because if he didn't see that he wouldn't know it would be like the prince harry thing of still thinking that his mother was alive somewhere
1: yeah she knew that mason then
0: and further on in his life would need closure yes yeah Mm -hmm. she said our son needs to see you i know and then i started crying again Mm -hmm. and cooper talking to erica saying that he is sorry that she was alone for so long raising mason but the kid that she raised is amazing and she did that i have goosebumps same you're gonna make me start crying again and cooper is so grateful that she brought him to cooper i know the
1: the monologue was these oh the writing was so good for this i feel like it gave like everyone as good of a goodbye and closure as possible and like yeah yes they kind of shoved mason in there
0: but it still felt respectful yes yeah i think if erica knew the full scope of what was going on of him really not accepting it i do think she would have she would have done the same thing Mm -hmm. but i don't know i just feel like especially this watch i'm realizing how little erica is actually centered in her own medical care Mhm. and how it is a lot of like pushing her in one direction or another and not giving her the autonomy thank you with her own body. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And her own treatment. Mhm. Yeah. Every
1: every I feel like everyone kind of has an opinion when you get sick or experience something.
0: Oh yeah, especially if you're surrounded by doctors. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It can it mm-hmm. can be a lot. When Mason, well first of all, I wanted to see Mason's full face when he enters the hospital room. I didn't like that the shot was obscured by Charlotte's side and her arm. Mm
1: -hmm. I wanted it
0: to just be Mason. If they wanted to have Charlotte in there, like have the camera on her torso and then have her step aside and reveal Mason. Don't make me look at Mason through the space between her arm and her body. Mm hmm. Yeah, I didn't notice that. It must have been, like, the best shot they got <laughs> at the time. Maybe, but, yeah. like, it's not like there's, like, an exploding building or something that they can only do once or, like, everybody's soaking wet. Yeah. They could have done that a few times. It was an intentional decision, and I just don't understand why. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mason gets into bed with her because, like, in his picture, when they were home, that made him not scared anymore, and he wanted her to not be scared anymore. Yeah. Man, oh. (laughs) Uh. Dear listeners, Mimi never cries.
1: (laughs) I'm just over here cringing, making sad, cringing, making noises. Oh, I thought I saw tears. This is an audio medium. I need to get it together. (laughs) No. Not a visual. It was, yes, it's a lot. (sighs) It was a tough one. It was so tough. And then my last note for this, besides R.I.P. Erica, such a good character, brought so much to the show, brought us Mason, you know, Cooper and Charlotte's growth through her being introduced and through Mason being introduced. It's just been phenomenal. But my last, last note is Charlotte looks amazing in bed. Oh, yeah. As she's like staring up in the ceiling. and That moonlight. mm Mm-hmm. And Cooper thanking her. And she's like, it's what you do mm-hmm just uh, mwah, chef's kiss
0: I get that's what you do but also she didn't have to she didn't I think she's deflecting I don't If she's like like when people thank you for something and you're like uncomfortable with it I feel like that's what she doing she's doing but I just think she needs to know I need to tell my person my my friend who's a real person Dr. Shirley King <laughs> that you know she went above and beyond
1: yeah she did yeah
0: On to miscellaneous, unless you have any more, Erica. No, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, (sighs) that was rough. Mm -hmm. R u f f rough, (laughs) rough, rough, rough. I have
1: uh, Violet turning down Pete's kiss in the (laughs) in the hospital, where he looks
0: like a little schoolboy going in for it. It's so funny. Oh my god! Wait, did you notice the music though? It's about eighteen fifty when Pete Lee leans in to kiss and then she backs out, the music really goes like womp womp. (laughs) Did you notice that? I didn't, but that's so good. I kind of want to go back and watch it. That minute is worth a rewatch. The music I went, I I thought I heard it and I was like, that can't be real. So they went back and it really did. It went womp womp. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And also I'm sorry, Sheldon's
0: ex-wife. What? A bit I don't know. Do we get more of this? I don't know. Oh. I You're going to have to watch. I can't tell you yes or no. Mm. I, myself, have never seen this show before. I don't know what will happen, what has happened, mm-hmm. what is happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a shocker. Guess you'll find out soon. And then all in all caps, I have, yes, finally a make out of Jake and Addison. Finally. Finally. Hot. <laughs> You've been waiting. And bothered. <laughs> <laughs> and then... At the end, Pete also being an F-boy. Like, Always and forever. I know. Pete and Sam in this episode, man, like, stop
0: the F-boys of 2012.
1: Get out of here.
0: How about when Addison and Violet are talking and Violet tells Addie that she and Scott broke up? Addison goes, I'm supposed to be sorry, right? Like, she isn't sure how <laughs> we feel about it. It's like when you get information and you're like, how do we feel about this? Uh-huh. How do we dress for tonight?
1: How are we processing yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was so good. Yeah, it's funny to see Addison
0: lighthearted like that. Yeah. When Sam tells Pete that according to the nurses, that's done. Mm-hmm. The little gossip. Hot yeah. goss. I love it. Hot goss. Hot goss. My last miscellaneous note is that Violet is talking so much about her patients this episode, and we're not seeing any of them.
1: I know. There's, uh, I don't know. I guess they didn't want to pay actors. um, Oh, for sure. A living wage. So. uh,
0: (laughs) Don't even get me started. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Triggering. Um, (laughs) So I guess there was enough going on. Or I guess it's the reminder like, hey, like, because God forbid Cooper sees a child for medical care in the last
0: 18 episodes. No, they'd have to pay. They'd have to pay the child, the tutor, the wrangler. No way. So or I guess even have a pediatrician. I guess they're
1: still being like, "Hi, I still am a doctor. I see people." Hi.
0: Yeah, but the way that she was sort of like just bringing all of them down to one level, they're like, "Yeah, the clown with the this, or the guy who thinks he's getting bad investment advice from his cat." Yeah, <laughs> it just didn't make sense. She's like, "Oh, you could." And, yeah. Tell the writers' room was just like, "Okay, what are some violet storylines?" And it was just like they were just hitting the wall they were like a guy with a cat a clown it was Mm -hmm. was funny
1: maybe we should figure out how your patient not patient what happened with them after they killed their husband Mm. mayhaps she was too busy in breaking bad it's fine probably yeah
0: any stray notes no i think we hit them all okay Mm -hmm. my sam's style is violet's brown crocheted shift dress okay yeah in the hospital Yes, yeah, she wore it like most of the episode. I liked it. I just feel like any time there's a crocheted piece of clothing, it doesn't hold up like in the laundry or like with daily wear. I don't know. I feel like especially in a hospital, it would like get caught on things and get stained.
1: Yeah, that's like a lot of hand washing. Yeah. Because like if you're in the hospital, you got to wash it and it would just be like a lot of hand washing. And who has time for that as a mother and a doctor trying to repair your marriage? that I.
0: yeah it's violet's brown crocheted shift dress that's all i have
1: i like it guest our spotlight this week i have emily moss wilson she played judy here we see her kind of in the middle with amelia and then at the end giving her baby to addison we hope fingers crossed she's been in private practice and the 33rd which is a sci-fi anthology i have not seen it she was also in New Year's Eve, which was a good movie, Valentine's Day,
0: and The Caroling Epidemic. Didn't know that The Caroling was an epidemic, but...
1: Yeah, me either.
0: <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> she
1: was born in Lake Charles, Louisiana in 18... 18. yeah, cool. <laughs> she was born in 1983. So 1883! 1883.
0: Um, Thanks for the baby, Emily. All right, trivia this episode scored 6.53 million viewers oh my gosh look at that sneaky trivia i blocked out this next one so mimi wouldn't see it before she watched kate walsh didn't find out that addison would become a mother until she read it at the table read
1: oh my god that's amazing i would have loved to be at that table read can you imagine do you think she cried maybe (laughs) i don't know i don't know into their character actors as an actor's get so
0: well I just kind of feel like it's always really exciting to work with a kid because you then you can only work a certain number of hours
1: yeah it's true
0: so she's probably used to working like 18 hour days right now like 15 to 18 hour days but if you work with a kid you can only it's capped at like less than that a lot yeah. less than that yeah amazing
1: all right mumble for me I hope we find out about Sheldon's ex-wife Amelia is going to be an amazing mother and I hope her ultrasound is okay because I cannot emotionally handle it if it's not and I think Addison's gonna get to have the baby and keep the baby and her and Amelia's kids are gonna grow up and be like amazing Sam's gonna see the baby and be like oh my god Addison has a baby again and run away because he's the worst (laughs) Jake's gonna see her have the baby and be like oh my god I love you even more Cooper I think mason's going to be struggling so cooper and charlotte are going to be struggling with that and it's going to be intense i don't know that wasn't like really predictions i guess that was predictions but it is yeah that
0: was predictions yeah, yeah.
1: okay ratings and mvps who's your mvp i said all of them honestly except fuckboy boy pete and sam but also erica for the last
0: time for giving her son closure yeah i think i'm giving it to charlotte again because as we talked about it, it yes it is what people do but she went so above and beyond and like not everyone does that uh, i've also learned that that some people are like oh sorry bye and charlotte was really just went above and beyond for erica and eric got it last week so i can't give it to her two times in a row even though she died sorry i will miss you erica yeah rip ratings what's your rating
1: i said surfing getting knocked into the waves drowning um, and then someone pulling you up at the last minute so you can breathe, breathe again.
0: Yeah, because of that. And that's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Mine is renting a sketchy tricycle from the vendors on the boardwalk. Like they look a little funky and maybe will break on you in the middle. But in the end, if they don't break on you, it's an afternoon full of making memories.
1: I like it. That's good.
0: Because I felt like everything besides Erica felt like that. Erica felt like drowning. Mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah. I like it. Ready for credits? Yeah, let's do it. I love you. It was so good to see you. Yes. Thank you for being here. Love you. You're going to be here again for the season finale. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. We'll have to schedule that and everything. Yeah. Do you have any muses any um mumblings on what the finale will include i don't know i don't know what the finale is gonna be
1: someone i feel like amelia is gonna be giving birth in the finale i don't i don't know maybe sheldon's wife ex-wife comes back into the picture something wild is gonna be thrown down i don't know okay (laughs) i
0: have no idea we'll see we'll see we'll see yes yes okay Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at B-H-A-B podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me at Samantha G. Harris on Instagram. And you can ask Sam where to find me. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show, and we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash bhabpodcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 5, Episode 19. They're available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. BHAB Podcast will be back in two weeks. TGIT.
1: Dear listeners, Sam is holding Ruthie up to the microphone (laughs) like a little baby.
0: You have anything to say?
1: Oh, now she's silent.
0: You want to give a bark? A bork?
1: <laughs> so cute. So cute. Okay. She's so cute. Focus. I you can do this. You get latkes soon. So you get latkes soon.
0: Latkes, latkes, latkes so soon.
1: Okay, we can't let this Zoom session end.
0: No. Um, okay. <laughs>